welcome to Catalyst Podcast, your new favorite spiritual podcast that really centers decolonizing and understanding our socializations while building authentic, inclusive community. Basically, it's a catalyst within your spiritual journey. So let's dive right in. If we wait for perfection, we will never break the silence. The cycle of racism will continue uninterrupted. That quote is from the book, Why Are All the Black Kids Sitting Together in the Cafeteria? And Other Conversations About Race by Beverly Daniel Tatum. It's a really interesting book. I would recommend reading it from some perspective. Um, But basically this episode's talking about perfectionism again perfectionism is one of my number thing number one things to talk about when it comes to creating more inclusive spaces and when it comes to being anti-oppressive and anti-racist I think it's just it's like one of the number one mindsets that I think that we don't really talk about as we don't really talk about perfectionism as a tool of white supremacy right like we're usually when we're talking about perfectionism we're talking about it in a very individualism individualist <laughs> I cannot speak today individualized um surface level way and i'm not to not to say that the 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 conversations of perfectionism are not fruitful and important but i think when we don't recognize that it is a tool of white supremacy and it's a tool uh that keeps and aids um systemic oppression then we don't get into the root of it and it's going to be hard to combat it um And so one of the things of perfectionism that I wanted to talk about is especially when it comes to wanting to not say the wrong thing, wanting to not make the wrong move, wanting to not do anything wrong. So staying silent instead, which is the whole point of perfectionism to keep people silent, to keep people stagnant and can keep people from questioning the things that are going on around them and the systems that are occurring. And we're all harmed by this, but some are harmed even more than others because the dominant culture doesn't even take their lived experiences into consideration. So perfectionism doesn't only prevent folks from disrupting racism when they want to it just constrains the behavior it's like you're being shackled like I always think of shackled when I think of perfectionism like you are restrained you are restricted from moving and from engaging and from um like challenging things and so perfectionism demands that we show up perfect obviously but like flawless and as humans we are just not that right like we are not flawless we are not perfect we are not all put together with a little dainty bow on top like we are messy we are destructive we are like grand expressions um that should not be constrained and so the parts of ourselves that are deemed as flaws and deemed as not perfect and even for some more than others right like for some it's their racial background it's the way that they look it's their abilities it or their lack of abilities or their difficulty of abilities it's the way that they speak it's the way that 
they show up in spaces, it's their sexual orientation, it's the way that they identify, like all these things that are considered flawed in the dominant culture and society. If if those parts refuse to conform or don't conform to the dominant cultural norms, then they are kept hidden or they are um dismissed completely unless they're like physically present. Like some things you just can't hide. You'll try to hide it or you'll try to assimilate in a way to make it less glaring. But when there's an attempt to lessen the to lessen how a part of you shows up that is the a perfect way to allow perfectionism to continue on and aid systemic oppression and so in the U.S. our domestic culture is embedded with white supremacy um and so perfectionism is is a way that um it not only infiltrates like our individuals and like the individual and how we feel about ourselves, but also our communities and our collectives and our organizations from the education space to the workspace, to the spiritual communities and wellness spaces that people are creating. If you're not conscious of like the way that you show up and the the standard that you're setting and the dominant culture that you're creating, perfectionism can find its way right in there and set the tone for how people are included within the space. So it's really important and I think it can be really instrumental to see the connection from perfectionism to white supremacy to how it shows up and how um, we ourselves have internalized this perfectionism and how we participate in upholding it as well. Um, and so when you notice perfectionism, it's just like mindset work, right? It's like being mindful of it and recognizing like how, if it serves you and like what it's doing, right? Like a, an example that I was talking with a friend recently was like language. We have a standard of language, um, but even let's just talk in the educational space, right? Like I'm a special education teacher. Um, I'm in the educational space a lot as the as a teacher and also as a consultant. And so like a lot of folks will tell you, I was even talking to someone today where they were talking about like proper English because I mentioned AAVE. So a lot of people will tell you, oh, there's proper English. And who typically sets the standard for this proper English? It is white culture. And so, um, so in a lot of spaces that we have that are like the workplace, the educational space, you just going to a store, whatever it might be, um, there's a standard of English that is used and that is deemed as being the norm in a space. And so if you enter the space and you don't speak that English or you stutter or you have a um, a speech impediment or you can't you don't speak at all or you have an accent or you fumble some words or whatever it ha may be already people look at you in a different way like that happens with me I have a speech impediment it doesn't show up that much because I 
had speech, um, I did speech pathology, well, yeah, pathology, I, I had speech as a kid, um, but sometimes it shows up, and, like, people will make fun of me, like, sometimes I'll say a word incorrectly, especially when I was in grad school, they would say, like, da-da-da, you said that, ha-ha-ha, <laughs> like, <laughs> without realizing that they still could understand what I was saying and why I was trying to communicate and that should be the most important thing but instead we latch onto what was the flaw and the communication and make fun of it and people do that all the time from accents to like stuttering like whatever you may be right and so like that is an example setting a standoff of perfectionism whoever is not a part of that standard is immediately feels ostracized immediately feels excluded or folks will try to assimilate to that and like maybe they will right like there's code there's code switching um there's assistive devices right I don't think assistive devices are necessarily assimilating but like people who um will tell uh people for example who um do not speak to will then use their assistive device um like that's problematic in themselves in itself but um anyway so you're either forced to assimilate to this or if you do make a mistake or there's a flaw in your speech and communication people will latch onto it and point out point it out usually or they will create a bias in, within themselves um against you and that will shift their perspective right like there's folks who show in the space and they speak in an accent or they speak in another dialect that is just as um and should be just as acceptable as a form of communication and people will immediately judge them or make assumptions about them or stereotype them in a certain way and it will affect how they think of them um so that's an example and that's not the only thing um that happens that's actually a minor example of how perfectionism shows up in our spaces and so we have to be conscious of these things when we're talking about actually combating perfectionism if we're just talking about perfectionism in a way of like oh I never start this project because I feel like it has to be perfect or I never finish this project because I feel like it has to be perfect so now I'm going to try to finish projects that's a great start but I think recognizing that okay well why do I have this fear of not finishing this thing and that not being perfect and how does that connect to other things and how do I actually uphold that when I'm entering these other spaces or I'm creating these other spaces or I'm occupying these other spaces? And how do I participate in the standard of perfectionism in these spaces? And am I someone who also has biases when people are not meeting these standards? Like it's much more deeper than the initial part. And so um this happens a lot in the in the workspace helps a lot in the educational space but also happens a lot in the community in the wellness and spiritual space as well um like even when we think about these concepts or conspiracies or like methods of healing oftentimes there is a standard of perfectionism even if we do not realize it there's a standard of like this is the ultimate way to do it this is the right way to do it if you don't engage in this way or you don't assimilate in this way then you are not truly a part of the community which is giving very much cult right it's exclusatory instead of inclusive 
perfectionism is also known as like the backbone of overserving. And when I first hear, heard this phrase, it was like a light bulb to me because um, again, we end up seeing things as flaws and we end up seeing the person who makes the mistakes um, more so the flaw rather than the person. And so this then creates this um it can then create this endless cycle of worthiness improving your worth improving that you can um reach towards or try to attain the standard of perfectionism without reali- without realizing that it doesn't even consider you as a human in general right? Like perfectionism isn't considering the human. It's not considering the abilities and the supports and the mental wellness of the human. It's just expecting uh, the result without like the journey of what it takes to get there and like the support needed and the strength and the perseverance. Um, And so in usually in most cases to reach a standard of perfectionism most people end up over serving or overworking to reach it um, because the standard of perfectionism is set at an unattainable rate so what does combating perfectionism look like I have a couple episodes about perfectionism and every time I talk about it, it transforms a little bit more. And I honestly don't know what I said about combating it, like the solutions. I bet you it was very surface level because the more that I talk about these things, the more that I understand the complexity or I learn about the complexity and not even understand it, but I learn about it. And there's just like much more to do. But I think something that I do with my clients when it comes to understanding their own perfectionism in their businesses and their spaces and how they're setting it is just mindset work and you have to create a space for yourself where it's okay to make the mistakes and it's okay to say the wrong things without shaming and guilting yourself um it's okay to try something without shaming and guilting yourself and when you learn to do that for yourself you then um extend the grace to others right like if you have the standard perfectionism for yourself most likely you are inflicting that on others even if you're not realizing so the more that you learn to give yourself grace and you learn to allow yourself to be human and make the mistakes and have the flaws the more that you're able to support other humans within your space and doing that too and build that empathy for them as you build more empathy for yourself as a human you're able to do that for others as well so like understanding that mistakes can and flaws usually actually turn into transformations and are like actually positive and like our growth areas is really really important we see mistakes and flaws so negatively and a lot of people in the spiritual space who are not education will tell you it's because of the education system I'm not going to say that's not true I think the education system definitely informs it but I think even more so look at your inner child and look at how your inner child was raised the dominant voice of your inner child usually comes from the people who raised us which were our caregivers it could be our parents grandparents aunts it could be our adoptive parents foster parents it could be someone who's not related to us but who 
raised us. That is your dominant voice, usually in your head. And so, or your dominant voice is affected by that if you have a dominant voice in your head, because some folks don't. And so, again, the education system can affirm it, but our understanding of perfectionism started somewhere. Our understanding of like not making mistakes, not spilling, not making a mess, not breaking something. It came from somewhere before. And I think sometimes we tend to ignore that too. We tend to play place the um, onus on um, like bigger structures, which is true. Like bigger structures do produce the systemic things. But again, I think we also have to see how we participate and uphold things like perfectionism and like where it started and like I find that a lot of times when we do inner child work and we connect to that part that can aid in supporting our mindset far more than just understanding the dynamics of like the education space and the workspace and dynamics and communities that demanded perfectionism other than showing up as ourselves so that's where I would start. That's how where I've been starting. And I think it's been really fruitful. That's all I have for today. Thank you so much for showing up in this space and um, being in the space with me. Until next time, be the catalyst you never knew you needed. Bye.